1: Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Ears. Andy, we got a special guest today. Um, Let's go. I'm ready. Uh, I mean, it's debatable where he's larger royalty, the Bay Area or Sacramento. So, you know, perfect timing before the in-season tournament clash from the athletic yes. Anthony Slater. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great because I the the game tomorrow or I guess Tuesday is in Sacramento. First of all, I'm I have like fire on my uh yeah, uh, my my logo. This is great. Uh, and I'm going to be a great guest by letting you know I do I actually am in a sleeper fantasy football league and my team has went off today, so it's good for for your your branding. Jalen Hurts is that that's how it was. <laughs> I don't. All my skill guys went off. My QBs right. were okay. CJ Stroud. So, he's yeah, unbelievable. That's, yeah, that's... he it is great. You know, Bryce, and Stroud. Young, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud conversation.
3: Reminds me of Anthony Ellis and James Wiseman. It truly is. What a special one. I knew, you were, one. <laughs> I knew <laughs> you were going to yeah, go there. Yeah, you, could. you did it. It couldn't. What a special one to uh pick. I, I, I don't, I don't think you Young. can. Come on.
1: You're not going to put that on Bryce Young yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. games into his career just yet. It's a little premature on that one. But is it? <laughs> I don't know. You see Christian McCaffrey go from the Panthers to the Niners and turn into an MVP. I'm I'm putting it on the Panthers right now a little bit. So
3: they so they had his family in the stands and they were wearing Alabama.
1: Yeah, that's that's just never a good Not sign. Not a great <laughs> sign. You know, like we Not hate a great the organization. Sign. We're pulling out his throwback. He hasn't even finished his rookie his rookie year. What's so, up, man? Uh so <laughs> did you did you go to the Draymond press conference today?
2: No, I did family stuff today, but I uh, tuned in. I'll just say that. I can kind of link in and and
1: and hear when I need to, and I heard it. Was any of what he said surprising?
2: <laughs> no, of course not. I mean, I could have, you know, not necessarily scripted it because he, he'll he go various different directions and then do like the kind of the repetitive nature of it. But uh, sure. no, I mean, look, he's, he wasn't going to come out and like apologize to Rudy Gobert. Was anyone expecting that? Or, nope. Um Is like if anyone uses the word regret to him, he's all he'll always shoot that down. Like the idea, and a lot of athletes do this, right? The idea that they would regret anything. Um, no. And, you know, I said it at the time, but like there was people in the locker room that night that were like, I've seen them upset with Draymond ejections or Draymond technicals or Draymond situations and certainly Draymond punches. I know they've been very upset with. <laughs> they were kind of like, hey, look, he came to Clay Thompson's back, like wish he may have like, you know, maybe it was like a three second headlock instead of the nine second drag to the ground. And, and obviously, like they didn't like that they missed him the last five games, but this didn't feel like some crisis uh, more than just like, man, wish he was around. They're just, they're just never. I mean, they're teams kind of in a
3: crisis. They're eight nine, one like they lost six games in a row, lost a bunch of games at home, a
2: couple winnable games, could have used them on defense. They just, they're just like, you know, whatever. Same no old, doubt same it, old track. Like, you know, he maybe if he plays the rest of that Cleveland game, which by the way, was it was the type of ejection I think that upsets the more when he's, you know, he gets the early one when he's just, you know, jamming with the ref over here, and then he's kind of just doing some stuff he doesn't need to with, with Mitchell. Uh, And he gets tossed like that's the one I think that that upsets him more. But to your point, look, he punched a teammate in preseason last year. You may have heard of this. And then they gave him a four year hundred million dollar extension. Like, what's why would he be like, you know, I need to change behavior at this point. He at least acknowledged like, you know, the league is going to punch me more than others. Like, I kind of need to take that into account a little bit. What a, what a guy.
3: I'm tired of this. I'm tired of how to Draymond. This team is a rough, rough watch. I know you're watching the Kings a bunch. So they've got they got them up there. I was joking with Sam before the game. I was like, I was like, man, it's got to be great watching covering the Kings. Got to be such a fun vibe covering the Kings uh, versus you watch this Warriors team right now. Day in, day out. It's it's rough.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more uh, pressure. Like, last season's Kings was like, it was just such this, you know, dream season. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, this year the they rise They went 2-4, and four, and there was, like, a little criticism early. It was, like, the first time, like, some of, like, the Mike Brown, like, rotation choices were even being questioned. I was like, oh, like, mm. I had never seen a head coach who had 100% approval rating, and, like, he, like, last year, Mike Brown actually did. Uh, so, a little bit more pressure around here, here this year. But, they like, Fox looks great. I mean, we don't need to actually get into the Kings because I think your general point is, you sound pretty miserable watching the Warriors. Is that what you're trying to say? So,
1: so like, the, the broader point is, like, we can acknowledge Draymond basically hasn't played this year. Um, I think I looked at it. It's, like, 20-ish percent of their total minutes. Like, obviously, the games he played, they went five and two. And he looks good. Yeah. Really so good. Like, okay, so, in theory, he comes back. We'll get to see who they really are. Uh, but just watching him. It really does just look like Steph and a bunch of dudes who are either over the hill or uh, maybe not that good in general. And it's like, yeah, German's going to help them, but like, it's not like you're adding in your prime LeBron to this team, you know, like that's what, and that's kind of where, where I'm at with this roster where I'm like, I don't know where they can really go with this.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, they're getting kind of old. Uh, I think some of these losses have been concerning from the fact that it. it's like, you know, they play the two Minnesota games, the two Thunder games. Like, those teams just look better. You know, younger, fresher, on the rise. Shea Gilders Alexander down the stretch. Like, yeah, huh, they can't contain him. You know, he 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 is winning it for them. Uh, you know, obviously the Chet Holmgren thing. But we kind of, like, this era was going to have this type of endpoint, Um, And I think we're a little bit seeing that. You're seeing it with Clay. I mean, Wiggins, you know, I mean, he could... He could rediscover a groove but um you know they've kind of gone all in on a on an older roster uh which in a lot of ways the players that matter kind of wanted this roster uh and it'll be on them to to you know not only stay healthy but prove that that you know using the smart you know the smarts and iq and the way they built it that can still win at the highest level and i'd probably predict it it flames out, you know, maybe similarly. The thing is, this season kind of feels to me similarly to last year on like, from a flawed perspective on where I think they'll finish in the West perspective. The only thing is they keep saying how like, great the chemistry is behind the scenes and how much different it feels than last year, which, you know, that can be true, but regardless, when the ball tips off, like, you kind of still feel like the same level of team.
3: Yeah, they're just because when you watch the amount of turnovers, the lack of secondary scoring, shot making. The ability to stay in front of anyone. Who anyone. Yeah. Even Wiggins yeah. can't defend, and he's kind of he's kind of your best defender by far out of the guys who plays big minutes. Chippy, 2 is on and off, right? Um, they, can't, they just can't defend anywhere. And then the Chris Paul move, which in a vacuum, Chris Paul has worked because he's been actually good, in my opinion. But then you play him 30 minutes next to Steph, and it's like, dude, what do you expect? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're supposed to expect you play him next to Steph so much and then you put Clay as the third guard who also can't defend. And now you just got a whole bunch of dudes that can't defend and Draymond's only playing like Sam said 20% of the season, 20% of the season and just it's all it's exactly the same as last year. How far do you think how much different do you think this team is going to be when it comes down to it?
2: It it's actually really impressive what they did 2 years ago defensively. Um you know remember Mike Brown's the defensive coordinator that oh. season and Pool was like started they went eighteen and two to start with the number one defense in the league with 20, 28 and, and, and six in the before court. Clay came
1: back. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, you know, that was a really good Draymond defensive season and Looney, I would say, maybe even at the time was he's gotten a little less switchable, right? Um, bigger and I think better inside. Um, but like, you know, you got auto porter lineups and Bialita lineups. Like, yeah, those guys help, but like they're not, you know, plus plus level defenders. So they are smart. So to to go second in the league in defense that year and then do what they did in the playoffs, obviously you suddenly had Andrew Wiggins who turned into like Kawhi Leonard for for a month. Like that was kind of insane um when you look back on it. So I think there's just some of that where this is their personnel. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult to be. It like.
1: does it does feel like you spent all of last year trying to chase what you had in 2022 and maybe the takeaway is that 2022 is more the outlier and this is more who they are. Like Wiggins's entire career is what it is. For three months he lived up to the number one pick hype, but more often than not, like he's fine. Uh, but but not a uh, you know, second option on a title team win wing, which he was for a couple of months there. Yeah. And I
2: do I mean, like the secondary scoring I think has been the biggest issue. Um, I mean, that's that that they what, it took him what, twelve games to get somebody else besides Steph for twenty in a game. Yeah. Can't believe we talked about that for a month. Can't believe that was talked about for a month. It, or it was just weeks. one of those stats that was so it, – it, it exemplified the problem yeah. so so much, I thought. And then, you know, obviously the clay issue is – you guys might want to talk about it. But, I was just uh, going to say it leads us to Wiggins and clay. Who's been worse? Who's been, who's been more of a headache?
1: Who's been – who's it's, the guy? I wouldn't – Who's, who's going to get it's traded? Like two, it's like two sides of the same coin. Like one guy uh. wants to be that guy and has all the, like, intangibles. But, like, his body, like, he just isn't anymore. And the other guy, it's like classically aloof, right? Like you think he's good enough, but he doesn't do it. So,
2: Yeah, I think you know, Wiggins had a tough summer. Wiggins broke his ribs in that Lakers series game five, uh, which he said was like a six to eight week injury. I remember walking out of Staples Center with him the night. Um, they got eliminated and he was like, yeah, if this was regular season, I missed six to eight weeks. So he's like, that was two months of recovery, essentially, in the offseason. I think he played very much. Uh, I think in the past, he's been a guy who it's it's like, don't have to do that much off the court and you kind of just arrive to camp in shape. And I think he's getting, you know, we all know like the different ages and how you age. Like I think he's kind of getting to the point of his career like now nah, you kind of better do a little bit more in the summer. Um and then like to me, I actually think especially lately like the mindset from him has been there, the activity level has been there but like you know, until recently, the shot was just like as broken as I've seen it from him. The handle, he kept getting ripped. Like I remember Eric Gordon ripping him on opening night. Sure. Some of that. Um, so I would say, if you actually look at like lineup data, like he's cratered all their lineups for like a couple of weeks. So I would actually say he has been more detrimental. Um, but I would say he's kind of figuring it out some. Where Clay, you know, too, he has also had a couple of decent games lately, but he's been kind of the bigger problem recently. I would say. And then we can get to his mindset, but it's predictable, right? I mean, it's the same thing with Draymond where I always think everyone uh, with with most stars, most star-level NBA players, like a lot of times their biggest strength is their biggest weakness. And like what made Clay so great yep. forever was like the yep. stubbornness, the belief, like, you know, I am. Like, I don't care if Kevin Rand's coming here. Like, I ain't sacrificing. My shot attempts sure. are saying the same. Um, the audacious shots. Like, yeah, when, when he's banging, you know, Four in a row, of those and going on a whatever run in Oracle Arena forever. Nobody's like, Well, should you have taken that shot, Clay? Yeah, right. Um, that's the same dude who's doing it now. And it's who you love for a decade, and it's why Steve Kerr is staying with him. And but like, that's who he is. So that's how he's gonna age. Some point, though,
3: is there a, a you know, Sam thinks that Steve, one of Steve Kerr and Clay are not gonna end up being the team this season. I don't know if I agree with that, but at some point. Is there gonna be a guys? We've gotta get some of these younger guys some run. It's not that Moody and Kaminga have had amazing starts of the seasons, but Pajenski looks awesome. But, like, at some point, there's gotta be a raining back. No, or are they just gonna ride this thing? Which
2: Well, I mean, I think you'll see it in, in in like little mini uh versions of it. I mean, you saw Moody start the other night, although what did he finish at like 17 minutes? And They'll be edging of it, but the reality is like they are committed to r- riding this run out. They they showed that in the off season, um, and I get it. I don't know. I mean, I, like I understand the criticism of it, but I also understand Steve Kerr going like, "Look, he's Clay Thompson. Like, I'm gonna be patient with him. I'm gonna start him every night. He like he just right. like that's just what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna go down with Clay Thompson. And if I go down, I got four rings already, you know, and a lot of reasons because of him." Uh, you know what, he's obviously one of the reasons, so like, I don't know. Like, from a no. like, do you bench
1: him? Like, like, you know how difficult that would be to do? Well, you can't come back from that, so like, I understand the. I'm like, it's like the nuclear option. What you once you do it, you do it, there's no going backwards, so you don't do it until it's like abundantly clear. Um, but I think you're bringing up what I think is a more interesting conversation, which is Mike Dunleavy. Let's let's say Draymond uh, comes back, cleans up their defense because they're I want to say fifteenth in the league. Like they're very middle of the road, and we know they're subpar when Draymond's on the court. Let's say that turns this team into what they were last year, which is a five, six, seven seed. So they're kind of they're not really a contender, but they're like on the outside looking. They're 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 a player away is the best way to put it, and. If this was Bob Myers, I think we could all feel comfortable saying, unlikely he's going to make the big move because that's not who he is. He's more of a stability guy. Dunleavy, I, I don't, I don't really know what to think. Like, what, what do the Warriors do if Steph and Draymond kind of push themselves into that? Like, you know, we're dangerous, and if you get us one extra player, we might. You know, the, the, the West isn't that good. We could run the table, that type of thing. Like, is this actually on the table? Or to your point, is it like, this is your team. We'll ride it out. Everyone expires in the offseason. We'll figure it out.
2: I think this profiles as an aggressive year for them at the deadline. And I would probably even say that if Bob Myers was still around. Okay. Uh, you know, Bob Myers made the uh, – the, uh, D'Angelo Russell Wiggins trade. You know, now that wasn't a go for it title team, but that was a big midseason swing. Sure. Um, and it just like, you know, they uh, like the Chris I know the Chris Paul Jordan Poole move did not happen in the middle of a season, but that was a sign of of this it, kind it of It was more setting urgent. yourself
1: up to have optionality, as I like to say, uh, right? Yes,
2: but also <laughs> just like the urgency of the moment. Sure. You know, like they understand that 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 was uh, much more of an all in move, right? They they actually added a 2030 first rounder to that. Um, so once you kind of start chipping away, yeah, yeah, they sent it. That's right. Andy sure. looks, uh, I forca- concerned I that they added that. In, well, in it is concerning,
3: but I forgot. I was like, holy shit, that did happen. It,
2: it's, it's not yeah. like
1: a real first round. Well,
2: it, it has a chance, you know, it'll depend on, like, I think it's, okay. gosh, so I shouldn't know 30. this. So I think, I think it's like maybe lottery protected. May- I actually think it might be top 20 protected. Uh, but they'll be in regardless. The that's an asset. Um, yeah. and it that's does just kind of freeze
1: flexibility. So yeah, yes
2: it to me indicates their mindset and I, um, but I I will say they've, I don't, I wouldn't expect anything soon. It's definitely a team that like, they always talk about sample sizes on their lineup data and like, you know, behind the scenes, it's always talking about like, you know, wait, I've always heard like January is a time that they is when you really start, not even just them, but league wide kind of assessing, you know, where do you go? And that's, you know, there's an eject button that teams hit out there too, right? Which is the is the sell move, and I don't think they're going to necessarily sell, Ooh. but um, I do. I think they'll be in a lot of conversations. I and you heard that uh, prior to free agency, into free agency, and obviously when they made the Chris Paul move was more than maybe even in the Myers era. You'd be like, dude, they're talk- like the league. It get the the Warriors' name gets out there when they talk to a bunch of people across the league. Sure. and they were doing that a bunch then and i would i'm just predicting i would I'll
1: guess that that will happen again january february so do you think there's cuz that makes sense like any trade that happens november you know 27th is a desperation trade they're not you know that's not happening right it's going to be, be trade sick, deadline though. season would be um do you get the impression cuz like i i feel like Dunleavy is the most interesting person in this organization right now just because Everyone like I know who Clay Thompson is as a player, right? Like you're you're walking me through it. None of that's surprising. He's he's still very much a wild card to every Warrior fan at this stage.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's relatively cutthroat. Um, I uh, <laughs> really the pool thing I've talked to him for years about pool. He loved pool, he was like it, it big in on like the pool draft pick and um you know, when Poole would go through his struggles, he would be one of the people that was like, you know, context matters. Got to look at the situation for a young guy. You know, hey, still 20 point score. You know, like he was the I think to the day of the trade really remained kind of a pool backer. Was he was, his, was he his friend? Was he like his was there?
3: Were they like friends or were he just like, no, because I'm asking because no. did he have to go to pool and say like, all right, you know, I, I said we I, weren't going to trade you, but you're gone.
2: Friend is a little too strong of a term, but like you know, like it's like an executive that I think was like there was mutual respect uh, okay. between the two. I mean, I think Jordan knows like like Mike's yeah. belief in him, yeah, uh, and belief in like he was, you he know, was one
1: like, of the louder voices in Pool being drafted. By but it, but contracts. I'm
2: asking because it, 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 like to get down to it, not it, even it's drafted, but played, which was a conversation a lot. Like you know, get him on the court, um,
3: <laughs> which was the right call. Um yeah. but but it's very much a. Because he's going to be the guy that sits, or sits in front of someone or in front of Chris Paul. I'm asking because he's going to be sitting in front of Chris Paul and saying, we're going to have to package your contract, right? But to your point, Slater. if he's going to say, if he's going to be cutthroat, if he's going to be the guy. Because in my opinion, the best option is we just got to get Chris Paul's contract, Kaminga, and a pick and just see what we can get. I don't think moving Clay, it makes, you're not going to do that. Wiggins' contract makes a lot of sense. I still think it's worth it. So just logically, it'll come down to who wants that Chris Paul contract. Is he going to sit in front of him and tell him like, dude, we believed in you, but fuck, you know, there's someone we got to get.
1: You're gone. I
2: think he could. I think if you can't do it, you can't do the job really well. Um, That's why Bob
3: quit, right? So
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's delicate. It's why they want to keep any conversations completely behind the scenes until the moment sure. that it, the decision has been made. That's what they did with Pool. He had his press conference like three days before they traded Pool and was like, "We are not trading Jordan." Poole. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, but I remember talking to Poole's side of the situation, and the, the, they were appreciative of the transparency. Uh, you know, I was expecting maybe them to be a little bit more like, "Oh, that was like, yeah. can you believe they dropped the hammer like that?" No, I will say, I think there was a you know, excitement from Jordan Poole for the situation he was going to, where I don't necessarily like if you're doing it, as you said, to to a 19 year veteran who's like, you know, runs the players association at times, Chris. It's all different. Yeah. Yep. It is. Yep. And yep. I mean, that's where I think Mike Mike has a lot of good relationships across the league. He's respected. He knows everybody. Um, and I do think that'll help. But there's a lot of opinions that, you know, we're talking only about Mike, Joe Lake of Kirk Lake, of Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, like, draymond green there's a whole lot of opinions in the room uh that need to be taken into account and we'll see um but i do think i do think they'll be in the mix come
1: january february on personnel moves potentially you mentioned steph i th- I think he gets undermentioned this sort of thing because i don't think they would make a big move without his approval would you would you agree with me there
2: yeah yeah he he talks i mean my mike's even said like you know if he they play golf together i know at times but steph is not you know wizard of oz you know trying to direct every type sure. of move behind the scenes but You're right he would not love it particularly from a mike Dunleavy who just took over the the main seat if this summer they traded for chris paul and called steph and were like hey guess what we like we've already made this move like that was something that was that was discussed and approved uh clearly hey steph do you want to trade clay you yeah, think that's going to say, well, you know, I mean, that's you're, you're joking about it. But like, you know, if, if it does come down to that, that's a serious,
1: private, important conversation that would have to happen. Oh, yeah, that's that's Mike saying, I'll take the bullet. Everyone can blame me. You can claim you never said anything about it. I don't I'm know, going to believe that he's going to believe that. Also, that's I
3: don't a, I don't even understand why you would. I don't. I, to me, that move doesn't really make sense. I'll say that unless unless you think otherwise. I don't know from from your opinion. I, I just, think it's all. I,
1: I think it's all contextual.
3: I, just, be, I don't think it. I don't. I just. I don't think it makes sense without any context. It it just doesn't. They're not going to give him a max anyway. You,
2: do you think it doesn't? Do you think trading Clay doesn't make sense from a Basketball value standpoint, or do you think it doesn't make sense from like you know the legacy, the ride it out with this type of team? I think both. Like, I think he's can't.
3: still, even though I think he's been bad this season, I, I generally can't stand watching him this season. I do think he's still good for this team. They still kind of need him, um, unless they sign him to unless they extend him for a max contract. I don't, and even then, what does that even matter? But uh, but it's like it doesn't Max, that's max not is
2: not happening. Both sides, like let me just put it, <laughs> it's they, like, <laughs> both sides understand it's not gonna be a max.
3: What do you think? I understand. You think I understand that? Um, but I just yes. Uh, I just don't. Let me
2: just say, Clay Thompson understands is not going to be a max contract. Now there may be there's there there can be a gap within
1: a non max contract, but <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> yes, it's uh, no won't
1: be. I to. think I'm. I think I'm more uh, open to trading Clay, but everything's in context of who are you acquiring and what does it mean. Um, he does make. 13 million more than Chris Paul. So that it's easier to match contracts that way. You could argue, you could argue like clay and I don't know, Kuminga that's 50 million that opens up a lot more options than Chris Paul. And Chris Paul has been better in a small role than clay. Um, but my general perspective on it is this is all kind of BS conversation for another two months until we see who's actually available. Like, is Pascal Siakam available, or is Masai Ujiri going to do the same <laughs> shit he's done the last eight trade deadlines? Right? Do they like, want Zach Levine? Right, like right. Do they you know, actually, everything, everything's, everything's invalid.
2: And I mean, Levine's a, a good name for you to bring up because obviously he feels like the most available guy now. But also, like I think he's got like three years and like 120 million left, something like that. I mean, cool. he's 40 plus. Um, that is like untenable for this Warrior situation, where more than ever they like. The future money is like very concerning to them. They're pretty adamant. Like second apron is a no-go and that. Do you actually limited. buy
1: them on that or does that feel like yes. a leverage point? Yes.
2: I buy them on it because it does limit your team, you know, freezing of draft picks, mid-level exception can't but get what, buyout. What guys. does
1: freezing draft picks and mid-level exception really mean? Like, I mean, you can't trade your pick in seven years. They don't want to trade their pick in seven years. Uh, You can't use your mid-level. You're paying 800 million in tax you weren't going to use it to begin with like i'm not actually convinced I hear me out on this one i'm not convinced There's also the it's, money thing by the way that's like that's is. the bigger one that's like i at a certain point you don't want to pay that much in tax unless you're actually going to recoup it in playoff revenue for a like, first round team which is like that's i, what wouldn't, team is right I now. wouldn't do it for zach levine because he probably doesn't move the needle enough and so you're just paying the tax for the sake of it to get to the second round which you are gonna do with this roster, and all you're doing is limiting your future flexibility. I I, I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical on the second apron stuff well, right
2: now. You know, and again, maybe they're messaging out as an excuse a little bit because sure, this is a way to this is a way to finally suppress some of the tax while also saying, hey, I'm not being cheap. I'm being practical from a roster mm-hmm. building standpoint. But I will just say,
1: like, they are like second apron, like, no thanks. So that means they're they're trying to pull the Suns. Yeah, They're not trying to just be like, we'll take that player, but we're going to give you nothing for him.
2: Well, just look at the way that the um, minimum contract stuff went this summer, their difference between them and the Suns. This, by the way, this is why I wouldn't say it's the full reason why Eric Gordon went to the Suns and not the Warriors, but they went after Eric Gordon this summer. Sure. And the Suns were doing every minimum that the Suns signed, that they did two years. Um, with the player option on the on the back end, which not only you know kind of ties you potentially to the player beyond, but it doubles your tax bill. And anyone that's deep in the tax, like the Warriors, were like well, that's a that's a wild thing to do. It just like costs you way more money. But the Suns were just going, whatever, we don't care. The Warriors were not doing that. Right. Um, and so now the Suns it, look. Yeah, I'm no, just, I mean look, you can criticize it. Now there's the other thing when you talk to people across the league, they're like, Yeah, we'll see how the Suns feel about this their whole situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's
1: now. that's the other part of it where I'm like, I Warriors are doing God. this for a while. I don't necessarily hate the Bradley Beal move because they paid nothing for it, but they are limited in terms of how they can get out of it. So that's not great.
2: There's still a protection of the Warriors' future and and You know, it's not, we understand it's not full two timelines anymore. They've scrapped a large chunk of that, including the biggest, you know, anchor to the whole thing. But it's still, they're still not just like 2027 does not matter. We don't care. Like there is protection of what's the next decade.
3: This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Light Years for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's too you bad the players
1: aren't. It's Too <laughs> bad yeah. the players aren't. You know the, the younger they guys, Halbert and, and Franz Wagner, right? Yeah, some good. And, yeah. yeah. and, and do you want to talk game about
3: right. Kaminga Moody for a second? Maybe would we'll you? Yeah, talk I, about I
1: was gonna. Moody. I was gonna say that. Like, okay, so those would. But at this point, are those guys just kind of like? Maybe or we'll trade them type of thing because I feel like part of the Wiseman trade was it's not working and we're not gonna give you an extension so let's get whatever the fuck we can get for you right now.
2: Yeah, I mean the Wiseman thing like it had just kind of reached its logical end at that point. Sure. Uh, the money he was making this upcoming season was was too much, right? They saved a chunk of tax that whole thing. Um, and Moody still help now. Like I don't think they're untouchable. <laughs> Particularly, you know, come deadline, if if like you know, if Kaminga is the swing piece that gets something done, that they just feel like this is such a you know big uh, puzzle piece type move. You know, like I said, I don't believe they're untouchable, but I mean, I think to varying degrees, both of them, and even Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis, if you want to go to a lower level, are developing enough to 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 where they're like. There isn't frustration with, like, all these young guys are, you know, dragging us down right now. I mean, I would even say for, for you two, you you seem to be like, play them more. You know, play, play these guys more. Um, so, I don't think they're must moves, just like I don't think they're untouchable.
3: Yeah, I think the I, – but I do, I do think the coming in one is still – like, he's just, he's not really getting any better, and he's not getting the chance to mess up. Uh, we had this conversation last year. It's just over and over. It's the same stuff. He's not – He's not this great player that's good enough to break into the rotation just because he's super smart or or whatever. Um, He can't really shoot that great, right? Like, he's just not going to break in and steal 30 minutes, kind of like what Pajemski has done, where I don't think coming into the season they were ever going to play him, but he's just kind of stolen Corey Joseph's spot. Now, part of that is Kojo sucks.
1: But I think Kaminga's is just—he's just never—he's—he's like like stealing Moody's minutes, which, which which, to your point, like he's just playing himself into the rotation. Kaminga's not—I don't think he's good enough to do that. I don't think moving forward that is. And then,
2: what are you going to pay the guy? I mean, shit,
3: does my beside Jerry like him?
2: The 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 trouble with Kaminga is like he does possess, something like the tantalizing skills that they need. Right, individual defense, wing defense, big diving at the rim. There's been spurts of games, especially when he's out there with Chris Paul, where he'll like run, you know, get on a fast break, kick up, you know. Even the other night, right, the, four, the start of the fourth quarter against the Spurs, he gets to the rim a couple times. He has that burst, twelve points in like five minutes. Um, where he plays, like they're like, Ooh, that's the type of weapon that would really help this team. But the trouble is, like you know, he's not a robot. He still views himself in the long term as. A potential like two way scoring wing that can handle the ball, that can play make. Um, they don't need him to do that on this team. It usually, you know, it has gone badly. W- one of their Thunder losses, uh, that game changed when he had like two or three straight turnovers in, in a third quarter stretch where he's trying to do stuff they don't necessarily want him to do. But you also understand from his perspective, like, look, I'm young. I need to like explore this. And, you know, these are conversations we've had. But um, so I'm not necessarily there of like, oh, Kaminga just, he'll never get it. But it is a really delicate and difficult coaching job to fit him in because I do see times where and even last year there was like a month and a half stretch. He was awesome when Wiggins disappeared for a while. Um, and then he and then he was you know dragged to the bench in the playoffs So I don't know it's it's kind of tough. You're out. I can tell you're out on it. I, I just, it's just, I'm not. But look, if
3: Steve, if if, if Steve Kerr is going to coach the way that he coaches, and they're going to play the way that they play. What do you expect a kid to do? Because I, I agree with you on the, on the uh, he could do things that they kind of need, but they're never going to play different. You know what I mean? And you could say that for Steve and for Steph, Draymond. Like those guys aren't going to do things differently. Steph isn't going to shoot the ball for seven minutes sometimes because that's just kind of how he plays basketball. And I just think they're never really going to care until Kaminga figures out, oh, I actually am going to be Aaron Gordon because I'm never going to be good enough to score 25 points efficiently. You know what? Kaminga doesn't know that. He has no idea he No, he, he shouldn't.
2: Can. He shouldn't know
3: Exactly. That. He um, should go to Houston. Like, actually, not Houston. I always make this, but like, he should just be Aaron Gordon because Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon sucked in Orlando. <laughs> Jeremy Grant sucked in Detroit. Like, that's just what you got to do, and then you figure out all of a sudden you're just a role player, right? Kaminga don't know that yet.
2: Yes, but it's still like from a from a asset value standpoint, from the front office perspective and even from a coaching perspective, it's still like, yeah. you you need to like yeah. that is still he it exists within him to help yeah. on certain nights. Yeah. Like you need to try. You don't just want to like, all right, coming like the Wiseman situation to me is much more different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, he's not playing he, for Detroit. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, he just wasn't good. Oh, yeah. And anyway. Let's end it here. In-season tournament, Tuesday, Sacramento. Will you be yeah. sitting courtside ne- next to Vivek?
2: <laughs> no, that'll be like Vladi, um, Pesha maybe, 50 Cent sometimes. He does lo- love to put celebrities there. 50 uh, Cent's <gasps> like a partner for the wow. game. Oh, got it. Okay. Wow, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so no, it will not be me. You know, I'm, I'm an objective journalist. I'm going to be in my press <laughs> seat. Uh, hoping for 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 high level drama because these two teams, particularly in Golden One Center, play high drama games, uh, and I love that the setup is pretty much potentially
1: you know winner moves on. Wow,
2: it is it, winner moves on.
1: It so the one thing I want to throw out there is I I don't think it gets they hate Demarcus Sabonis. That's the one thing I've got from Looney and Draymond. They they think he gets off. A little more than your average big man against them, I'll like, just with- I mean, like
2: there's varying levels of dislike for certain players across the league, sure, uh, particularly in the front court, as you're talking, particularly from sure. the the power forward uh, for you know, Looney's really nice. I, I very rarely hear Looney just like, you know, badmouthed people. but um, I wouldn't put Demonis high high on the list. I wouldn't no.
1: you know okay,
2: yeah. there's there's many others, I think that. He just he plays a physical brand, but I think they respect the physicality. It's not like an easy night at the office. Um, he does can, something can like all, kind of all the,
1: bigs. All bigs do the like no one's looking. I'm gonna elbow you thing, and I think he's he's pretty good at that. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just like Draymond. Uh, well, Draymond never no longer gets away with it, but like that's his thing too. So yeah, well, I was, like I think Dray, Draymond kind of. Doesn't mind that type of
2: player. Like he'll sure. get into it with those type of players, but it's like I, I don't think there's like a, oh you're being cheap. And Looney's the same. I mean Looney does sure. all these little tricks and elbows and bumps. All right, who's all
1: the, the the chat? We'll end you on this. I was the gonna chat's say, asking, yeah. who you said he's not highest on the list. Who's highest on the list of players who get under skin besides Chris Paul? Well, what's how was gonna,
2: so you know I <laughs> there's some level of trust I need to maintain by not just you know yeah, listing yeah, like sure. yeah of course, of course. but. Yeah. I will say Chris Paul used to be high on the list, as you mentioned. And then I, I don't feel like I'm, uh, you know, breaking any news here. Rudy Gobert is pretty, yeah. is pretty high up there.
1: Um, so I'll give you those. That's uh, There we go. Okay. Slater, we appreciate you. All right, fellas. Great evening. Thanks, man. Have fun tomorrow. Or Tuesday. All right, Tuesday, yeah. yeah I've yeah. I've lost track of time because they're not playing games often anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah, I need it this weekend. Although although that Eagles game, I, I, I really thought we were going to get the perfect setup for next week. I know.
3: I know. I know. All right, I right, Sam, let me pay the bills real quick, all right? And then we'll we'll, we'll get to our last segment. Mm-hmm. So this week's Light Years podcast is brought to you. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. When you get a chance, Sleeper Fantasy. Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money. uh, Gambling app focused on bringing people together um, so you can make some money. On some player props. Tonight, if you had taken Devin Booker and Jason Tatum overs on points, rebounds, and assists, who are two of my favorite players in the league to watch right now, Sam? Two of my favorite players in the league right now. If you took the overs on them, points, rebounds, assists, uh, would have made some money. So if you think you know basketball, try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the Ultimate Fantasy Sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app. Pick more or less on your favorite players with more stats than any other... Daily Fantasy app, just to choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame or live. Uh, Use the promo code, light years. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. And uh, as you all know, uh, our title sponsor this season is Under Armour. Light Years podcast brought to you by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players, as we're seeing, are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. The NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. Did you know, we all know De'Aaron Fox rocks the shoes. Uh, did you know Brandon Pajemski has rocked? Uh, the Curry brand shoes every game this season. Sam, your guy, my guy, your guy. So the Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes a shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in no matter what you do on the court, stopping your tracks with dual density UA flow, cushioning and traction, and emergency brake you don't even notice. Steph's 11th, 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of a sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future. On and off the court, take these kicks with you and leave the scrimmage, rep UA, wherever you go. So do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry, available now at currybrand.com. And this week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by AG1. So. Listen, listen, uh, Sam knows this. I'm getting married next month, mid-December. And a part of what I am trying to do uh, with about two and a half weeks to go is to make sure I'm in the best physical shape. Zero chance. <laughs> the best physical shape that I can do. I want to be able to wake up energized. I want to be able to, to get the uh, prebiotics and, and digestive enzymes in my body, right? So I feel very good for the next month. And that's why. I've been using AG1. So Sam put me to put this trick on for me. I've been uh, making these before I go to sleep at night, so I can just go ahead and drink it in the morning. Um, and when I started drinking AG1 daily, um, it's been it's been a change, man. I feel good. Look how energized I am every single day. It's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement. Supports your body's universal universal needs like gut optimization, uh, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. So, if you want to take ownership of your health, starts with AG1. Try ag one get a free, free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and f- uh, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drink a G one.com slash That's drink a G
1: one.com slash light years. Check it out. Are you excited for this, this Kings game? Like, I want to talk about this a little bit. Yep. Hey, how are you feel about the in-season tournament? I feel like, are you, are you, do you have the in-season tournament energy? Do you have the, do you have the vibe? Are you feeling it? I an in-season tournament guy?
3: I'm not. Are you? Wow. Wow.
1: What a hater. Yeah. Of yeah. I am a little man, bit of a hater. Obviously. obviously I'm in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it's fun. I think it helps that I went to the game that the Gobert chokeout happened, so I got kind of like hyped on it. But I- I'm a fan of any basketball where everyone's into it, right? Like, and I think Tuesday is going to be pretty electric. That's my that's my theory. I think the Kings, like, can we, can we just be straight? Like, they they don't know how to act. They have the most like little brother energy about the Bay Area, ever. They want to beat the Warriors so badly, and they might, to be honest, they really might. But that makes it a little more fun knowing that if they beat the Warriors, they eliminate them from this tournament. Makes it a little more fun, and I think the uh, the pride comes out a little bit, right? Like if nothing else, you're like, I'm I'm not going to hear it from you, you know? I I guess. I guess, like, it, I don't
3: think any of that would be different if it wasn't an in-season tournament. But I'm just, I'm just kind of picking it. I, I, I do think like a lot of teams have tried harder. I think that's, I think objectively that's true. So I can't argue against that fact. It does seem like a lot of teams are trying harder. Um, I don't know what for. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just a spirit of competition, which I think Sam is a, as a cynical. I'm getting more cynical as I get older. Um, <laughs> it's like to me, it's like. It's kind of sad that it, it, they have to put this gimmick out for players to try harder in the regular season.
1: Um, but yeah, you or, know what they're all, the, you know what they're all thinking though. Like they're what, all what? like, "What if this is? I want to win the first one. What if it's like a what if it's like a thing? Then I can say I won the. First I don't one. even know if that's true. I just really, I think so. I think. He, oh, you don't think LeBron's gonna run propaganda if he wins the first in-season cup? Wow. Yeah. You know? I mean, will you, like, he will he'll run propaganda off doing anything. If oh, if yeah, the I mean, if the cool. Lakers get eliminated, LeBron will be like, yeah, it's not a real tournament. It doesn't matter. I only care I don't about know. I care about you. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But right, uh right. but if he wins, yeah, he'll be like, indeed. Jordan never won an in-season cup. Yeah, <laughs> like just like just Jordan never I, I, Jordan never won a tournament in Disneyland or whatever. Like <laughs> I, I think there's I don't know if it'll catch on, but I think everyone wants to win the first one. Just, just as like, a, I want it. You know, I'm better than you. I, I think that,
3: I think that they brought out the spirit of competition in a way it, it, through this in-season tournament. So I think that was the vehicle for it. I think there are a lot of other vehicles for that. Sure. Um, I think you can do different things. I know people have brought up, like, in the All-Star game, I think the Elam ending worked the first few times. I don't know, like, how much people care anymore, but, like, that's a gimmick that brings up the spirit Especially of
1: competition. It's it. a good analogy. Yeah.
3: Right? Because yeah. you're just like, I don't think it's about the Elam ending. I just, just got to find ways to make these guys care more. And whether that be 500K, you know what I mean? Like, maybe LeBron doesn't care, but Max Christie does. And so it's just like... um. Things that we might not care about somehow get these guys to give a fuck. And isn't that always, always like since synth- that's, I saw Nate Duncan tweet and we've talked about this. This is the last regular season that's truly people have tried hard. It was like 2016, right? Obviously, because that's when the Warriors mattered and made regular season matter. And really the regular season has been a joke for six, seven years since. Yeah, so, so it, it, you know, kudos to Adam Silver. I guess I'm kind of coming around to your point is like kudos to him just to bring, just to get these dudes to care. But at the same time, I'm like, isn't that kind of sad? that we got no
1: I mean, you're right ways. but like look dude Whatever. if the warriors get to the finals which like i don't know how they would but like let's say they get to the finals and but they Saturday could still, right to be fair they could still. yeah, yeah they, okay. if they win against sacramento okay. okay um and they have the right point differential they have a reasonable shot at advancing and then advancing in the single elimination it's just kind of like we'll see what happens right
3: Steph, I, I,
1: single elimination basketball is fun man yeah. it, it's a different feel than Regular season basketball, uh, you know, shout out our guy Sheet with the Warriors World Tournament. Single elimination brings out brings out some fun stuff, you know? So, let's say they get to the in-season tournament finals, uh, and it's in Vegas, and it's Saturday, December 9th. You're not know going to be excited about it? Yeah, I mean, I'll be locked in. Uh, yeah, be it'll be a good time. Be, and then right afterwards, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to sleep for the next six weeks until Dunleavy makes a trade. <laughs> but, you know, at least then, you're going to be excited about it. I mean, I,
3: the Warriors need to be locked in to every game, and and Draymond sure will be they're back not good enough to not be locked in. So yeah. Draymond will be back. I mean, talk about electric, dude! Like that, Draymond will be back. They, they, they. I don't know if they should win the game. They, they should win the game. Like they, they, need to win that game. They need to, they, they need to get the vibes back. They need to win that game. Sack's kind of a way for them to. I wouldn't say they own Sack, but Sack feels like a team that you know. When I see them against Minnesota, OKC, Slates mentioned this about how like those two teams are just better. I don't get that feeling when they play the Kings. I don't. I don't get a feeling that yeah, the Kings are going to be just better than the Warriors. Now they may beat them by twenty because they make twenty five. No, the Kings.
1: But- Kings are younger. They're more energetic. There's reasons they should beat the Warriors, but they don't have the mental edge on the like. You can just feel it when you play them, where there's a little like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit. Yeah. Like and, even and okay, and maybe like, so, and, and maybe that goes away on Tuesday. Maybe it does. You know, but. It does feel like Draymond back. They're gonna give it to him on Tuesday night. They're gonna give it to him, and <sighs> this could be the type of thing that ignites the Warriors to go on a little bit of a run because that's what they need. Yeah. After this game, they play like, the Clippers eight times in a row. Uh,
4: what
1: is that? What is? That? I don't. Know. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see the Clippers at all. Like, <laughs> not even because I think they're good. I just don't want to watch them. You know. So oh
3: uh, yeah uh, they're they're one of the harder teams to watch in the league they, they they really are and they've been winning a little bit but
1: yeah i mean the warriors are kind of one of the harder teams to watch the league right now too so that's not that's <laughs> not great either but yeah it's your point like it's just it is what it is what else we gotta get to tonight anything else we want to talk about uh uh-huh. hit on all the i feel uh all the, all the good stuff i thought slater was uh interesting there i think i think the reality is this is where i'm at i want to ask you andy uh how do you fix the warriors i kind of think everything about the warriors is like play good enough to force the front office to make a trade in uh at the end of january cuz i I don't, think gonna, I don't think they're going to i don't think they're going to make a move if this team is the 10 seed i think if they're the 10 seed they're going to be like let's just let contracts expire but really i think if they're the 5 seed i think if they're you're looking at them and you're like, I don't know, man, Steph's still good. Dream still good. Like they're like one player away from being able to knock off Denver. Then I think they will, you know, that's just, it's a gut feeling. I I mean, no sourcing, no, nothing other than that. I just, I don't think the front office is going to make a move. If this team is 24 and 26 and they're like a half game out of the plan, you know? I think they're just going to be like we're just going to we're going to let these old guys embarrass themselves and call it a day. I would be that
3: would be extremely disappointing, even though even if it were that true, if that were true, it would be
1: extremely disappointing if they
3: can't get this on track. So So I don't. wouldn't be surprised if they were twenty four and twenty six. I just I I just wouldn't be surprised. Which which I mean, you saw the Lakers, and you know, part of that is the LeBron stuff. You saw the Lakers make a few moves, kind of on the margins, that really boosted that team to being a Western Conference Finals team. You know, I, I would like to see this team do that. Um, that Russell Westbrook contract is similar to what the Chris Paul contract was. Right. And they got off that Clay Thompson
1: contract or the Clay Thompson contract. Or the, or I don't say the, that. It's just a, those two a, optionality. Those two. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's just it's just those two. I, and then you've got some young pieces. Kaminga, you still got your pick. So it's like, Sam, I would be really disappointed if they were just to let it ride on a 24 and 26. I, I can't see that happening. Um but I, I would like to see them make a trade. Slater made it seem like they're going to make a trade for sure. Um, he also made it seem like like that they wouldn't move Chris. Maybe um, sounded like actually Clay Thompson may be more. I, I felt like he he obviously didn't want to say it. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll we'll hit him up. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit him up uh, off off air. But I, I got a feeling he, he kind of noted like maybe Clay's. Like they may be off of clay, right? Like I, I gotta sound it sounded like he was like, it, I, there, I, agree if, with,
1: it, I agree with T. Jot, T. Dot in the chat. This is kind of the point I wanted to say here. As he it goes, making a move is contingent on how Steph is playing. If he looks good and the team is shit, they'll make a move. If he looks mediocre and they are shit, they'll let it ride.
3: But then he's um, not gonna be mediocre, though.
1: You know what wait, I mean? So but, but maybe health, maybe health's a factor. Yeah, you know, like it mean, like, doesn't look great I, right now. It does look low hurt. If he's, um, I mean, if he's healthy and throwing up 35 a night, which he does when he's healthy, period, uh, and, you know, he's still playing like a god, it'll be pressure on them. If he's, if he's spraining his ankle every other week. I mean, he's playing through an injury right now. You, you, you can tell. Is he injured or is it just Chris Paul holding the ball all the session? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, 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 imagine
1: if Chris uh, Paul doesn't hold the ball. He might have 45 bro. instead of 30. I, I, I like I really want to uh, appreciate Chris Paul, but it's like this is such unwatchable basketball.
3: But, you know, Steph enjoys that. Isn't that kind of like a more annoying part to this, though, is that Steph when Steph gets a pass from 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 CP3 and makes a shot. You see how excited he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It feels like Steph is.
1: Enjoying being I, the, I think he definitely is looking garden. for ways to buy time where he's just he's, where he's just like, dude, I'm not trying to go one on one for 82 minutes or sorry, 82 games, 48 minutes, you know. Yeah. he's just looking for a reason to be like, Chris, you run the show and I'll just hit five threes and then we'll call it a day, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll 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 save the I'll save the Steph Save You offense for when we need it.
3: <laughs> hey, um okay, I, I have one last thing. I, I, I am pretty excited because. You know, maybe we'll we'll get out of here on an optimistic take. Is that you know the team was pretty good when Draymond was 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 playing. Mm-hmm. The team was pretty good, and uh, you can argue that they lost a bunch of these games in a losing streak. Instead of going 0-6, Sam, do they just go? Three and three, right? With with Draymond maybe. playing, like at least they go with three and three. So now instead of being eight and three, they're eleven. Like we could play this fucking game all day. They're eleven and six, right? Whatever. Thing is, he didn't play those games.
1: But I think well, they're ten and seven if Draymond plays. Like guaranteed, you know, they win one more, maybe two more. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like oh, yeah, they're fine. They're you know chugging right. Them like we
3: wouldn't. I wouldn't be miserable as I am right now. I think you're a little more happy about this team. But like you know, I I do think he's got to stay on the freaking court. Like would it surprise you if he's ejected on Tuesday playing around with a bonus. But again, like they've been good with him playing. They've been good. Now, how good? I don't know, but they've been good. So
1: yeah, that's that's the thing. We, we haven't even seen them play enough to like have a definitive take on like, are they good with Trayvon or are they just kind of like last year? You know, like it's too early. It's too early to tell. Yeah. I say we get out of here on that. This is fun. Uh, hopefully, they give us good stuff on Tuesday. You know, we'll be back here post game Tuesday, post game Thursday. And hopefully, the Niners give us some, some good stuff next week, too. But that's, that's a different conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll, do, on, with we'll do it then. They got to beat the shit out of Eagles. They better. All right. Later, fellas.